dynamic voices for a diverse church. This is Pass the Mic. Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic, dynamic voices for a diverse church, powered by The Witness, a black Christian collective. I'm your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BurnsClan. Please follow at your own risk. And joining us, as always, is the founder of The Witness. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the two-time best-selling author, Mr. Blue Check Verified himself, Dr. Jamar Tisby. What's going on, brother? Feeling nostalgic today, bro. Feeling super nostalgic. Yeah. And then we have a third person what? on the mic. He rarely, rarely, rarely comes out of the shadows. He is the man behind the curtain. He is the man at the desk in front of the computer. He is the man who makes everything run on time. He is the man who produces and makes us sound good. Of course, we're talking about the award-winning producer, the real Bo York. What's See, going on, brother? I like how it like progressively sounded way cooler because at first it sounded really, really like nerdy. Like, dude, behind he's behind the desk. He he does the calendars. No, but he's a great guy. He does logistics. It's kind of like getting to know you. It's like, no, no, oh, okay, you no, know. No, no. But then you get to like, oh, this guy's awesome. He's like, oh, oh, oh. you know, oh, like you do that. Something oh. to him. No, you once called me the Boba Fett of past the mic. Like, it's like you have to be kind of a super fan to know that I even exist. I did call you that. I like that. That is a compliment. Man, I, was I agree. I was cooking when I said I'm saying. That. I thought I was, was going to get that. bag, yo. <laughs> Thanks for Listen, having me on, guys. So we have Bo on the mic because this is a historic episode. Y'all, we are approaching, celebrating 10 years of past the mic. Wow. 10 years. A decade. Mm. And we are together in the same room recording a retrospective of the past 10 years and Jamar I don't even know what to say number one look bro when we started going through episode titles mm. download numbers because when we're in it we have this impression oh it was up it's down it was good it was hot whatever but then we, when we looked at what was actually there it, it was honestly not to get it all woo woo like God's faithfulness mm hmm like, I remember when this started. I don't even know if we're at this part of the show. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> we had dabbled a little bit. This was back when Philip Holmes was on the mic. Bo will tell you we had a trash audio setup with one mic. And we had dabbled a little bit. But when we got serious, we were coming back from the whitest Christian <laughs> conference I've ever been to, which is saying a lot. We were coming back from the Desiring God conference. The theme that year was C.S. Lewis. Mortal like C.S. Lewis. This is the 50th anniversary of his death. He died on the same day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. That's how you can remember it. And it has seemed to many of us that a conference like this would be a small expression of what we feel very deeply in terms of admiration and thankfulness. No knocks on C.S. Lewis. It just ain't something that a lot of black folk come out for. So we were coming and we had driven from Jackson up to Minneapolis. I looked it up. It's a 15 hour drive without Ooh. stops. And so coming back, it was like an all nighter. It was me, Philip, this dude named Simon Baba. And we were, I was, I was like, the next thing is, is podcasting. We had the website at that point. We were blogging. We had a Facebook page. It's like the next thing we need, we need to really go in. On this podcast, and that's and I mean, like you, but you need to understand when when Jamar says going on podcasting, they launched what was 
the most like instantly grab your attention, you know, Steve Jobs-esque about to drop a product. What was the name of the podcast, Lamar? <laughs> yeah, what no was idea. the name of the podcast? Oh, it was the Reformed, Reformed African-American <laughs> Network the Reformed Podcast. Reformed African-American <laughs> Network Podcast. In case you needed some help. No, it's, it's the, it's it the principle of calling a duck a duck. You know, it is, just, it is what it is. But <laughs> what I always do. I remember very specifically because I met Phil by chance. I had just started Pottery, and I was working on another show or we'd like just launched another show. And I remember he was sitting at the cigar shop that I was working with at the time. And, you know, it was him and Simon and somebody else. And I was thinking, okay, I need to start getting used to telling people I've got a business and trying to like, you know, that, that sort of thing. So literally. Said, I need to start getting used to black people. Yeah, I need to start getting used to all this blackness. I, I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. I was, I, no, like, I was like, no, I've got to actually get ready to talk, start talking about this fact that I've got this business. So I sit down and lo and behold, Phil starts telling me about this podcast and he's talking it up. And so I finally get a chance to listen to it. I think I was probably one of y'all's first listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I knew I had to swoop in and save this thing. He's like, he's like, Jamar was your wife and me. These were the only two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the conversations were great, but the quality, you know, I, I thought I could help. You know, I was, I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm still kind of new at this, but I think I might be able to bring something to the. Uh, to Absolutely. the table. Okay, so let's let's set the expectation for what the next however many minutes is going to be. Okay, so two things: we are going to tell the history and the story of Pastor Mike, and we have never, never sat down and actually really broken down this particular aspect of what has passed, what brought us to the place where we're at right now, and now we have thousands of people who listen to the podcast every episode. But number two, so 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 number one, there's going to be a little bit of insider here. Follow us, go with us, because you're actually going to find some episodes that you can actually go back and listen mm -hmm. to. I actually really yes. recommend you going back and listen to, especially if you have joined the, the podcast listening since the pandemic. I need you to go back and listen to some of these episodes. Mm -hmm. I really feel like you'll gain an appreciation for how far we've come and also what has shaped what you're listening to right now. And number two is we're going to be really honest on this podcast so i, I want to set the expectation mm. that mm. you're going to hear us be a little bit more unfiltered about what we've navigated as we've gone through this what we were feeling at the time and not just simply oh it was, it was hard no i actually want to get into the details and the weeds of what we were feeling at this so time. i'm not thinking like how honest are we actually going to get i mean we, as honest know. as you feel led okay. to i, I don't mm -hmm. want to disrespect anybody but like honestly like the, like with jamar starting i think that's like the right way to start no, I was at the whitest Christian conference I've ever been at. Let's you know, go. I, let's let's, go. let's get into that because I feel like that's going to really serve people um, to understand the story. Now, okay, so episode zero because there was supposed to be episode one <laughs> that was supposed to launch in January of 2014, but then there was episode zero. Now, January of 2014, the plan was that we're going to interview this black preacher who some of you have heard of, named H.B. Charles Jr. And very popular preacher in Jacksonville, and now kind of a the black guy who speaks at the white conferences, right? That's kind of like a very. I told you it was going to be honest. Like, I, was, like, 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 I gotta it. set okay. the tone. So, so kind of like the black man who who speaks for white Baptist SBC, kind of your John MacArthur space people. That's just his thing. That's just his stick. So that was going to be number one. But at the time, I mean, all of us venerated him and still do. He's a great preacher. You know, he's, he's great at what he does. And then December of 2013, something happens. Hmm. And can Jamar, can you talk about what happened December of 2013 that led to Pastor Mike having an episode zero? Welcome to Pastor Mike. 
Pass the Mic Live. I'm Jamar Tisby. And I'm Philip Holmes. Uh, if you just joined us when we first went live, you heard a few excerpts from uh, a panel at a recent conference hosted by the National Center for Family Integrated Churches. Uh, this panel was asked what they thought about hip hop, uh, what they thought specifically about reform rap. And for the most part, they all responded negatively. So one of the through lines here is like conversations are happening about us or black people or black Christians that we were never a part of creating, but we sort of get sucked into and and feel compelled to respond to because if we don't, it, some really negative bad ideas are going to be out there. This was this our first episode, and we were responding to a conference put on by the National Center for Family Integrated Churches, and there was a panel, and somehow the question of Christian hip hop came up, and this is a panel of all white men all ultra conservative and what they said about Christian hip hop and by corollary, the artists and the people who listen to the music was absolute trash. When it comes to the art form of hip hop, very few will disagree with the cultural milieu out of which it grew, the uh, what it was intended to express by those who created the art form. And what concerns me about this, this so-called art form. It's a picture of weakness and surrender on the part of people who think they're serving God and they're not. They're serving their own flesh. Uh, they're caving into the world. They are, they're disobedient cowards. They're not really willing to engage in the fight that needs to be engaged. And Scott, thank you. I mean, they basically said it was one step away from being demonic, that you couldn't have uh, Christian music in a hip hop form. And it was so insulting to our culture because so many people had come into or had a new appreciation of Christianity and the faith because it was packaged in this culturally resonant form that these men had no clue about and didn't understand. So we put together a panel to respond, and that was our first episode. So we went back and actually watched a video that we that was a test drive video, and it really <laughs> showed a totally different sign. So it reminded me that I actually I had met Jamar in 2012 at a conference in Atlanta. What's going on, y'all? This is your dude KB, and I'm so excited to announce that Man Up is not over. Men, you do not want to miss this. We are going to come together and rally around God's word that you may be equipped to go back wherever you live and serve as a man after God's own heart. And what's so funny is I didn't think I could make the conference because I, we would have to drive back that Saturday evening and make it to church. So we'd have to leave Atlanta at like 11 or 12 and then drive all the way back home, which was five hours to go to church in the morning. And in the epi- in the uh, session of Saturday afternoon, I think it was, it was a Saturday afternoon session. I was kind of winding down, got up, walk out, and I meet Jamar because he's standing at the RTS booth. I'm recruiting for the and, reform oh, seminar. Oh, I remember. So we talked for about an hour just straight. Instant chemistry, instant connection. And so then I saw him again at TGC, and that's when I met Phil. And then Phil and I connected because he's like, yo, Jamar told me you got you your youth pastor, you got some right, you do some writing. So Phil and I, um, Phil said, yo, drive up to a legacy conference with me. He said, meet me in Jackson, then we'll drive up. So we I drove up to Jackson, hopped in the car with Phil, and we drove all the way up to Chicago, Unreal. which there and back was a 24-hour trip. 
Uh, so I spent literally 24 youth. hours. All these faithful drives. Youth, yes. <laughs> I spent literally 24 hours in a car with Phil, and yeah. he's like, bro, I was doing recaps at that time for Rapzilla. The, uh, yeah. So I was, I was working for Rapzilla. And so I wrote the recaps for the Legacy Conference, and he was like, yo, you got to write for The Witness. Oh, well, at that time it was Rand. You got to write for Rand. So meet with, so I'm just giving you that backstory to say, then I met y'all in Jackson. That's when I spent a lot of time, saw Bo, the whole team, took photos with y'all. It was, it was wild. Like I was like, what is all of this? And it was funny because I was in the room and nobody knew who I was. Like nobody knew anything. There was just like, oh yeah, he seems kind of cool. Like, yo, you want to hang out with us? Like, I remember, I, this is, I told you we we're going to be honest. Yeah, they, y'all went to the, somebody's house. I think it was Bo's house or somebody's house. Everybody had wine and everything. I was like, no, I don't drink. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't turned 21 yet. Right, you know? right, right. Dog, like, no, I had. Like, I was like, I was like dog, I'm a Pentecostal youth pastor. I don't drink wine. Was like, that before? Cause, all right. So as I'm remembering, like, cause they, somebody was recording some video for like a, like a, promo video right that was going to go out and i remember that we were discussing the podcast but i guess it hadn't actually launched at that point yeah so we discussed the podcast and this is what i remember is you talked about potestary and i was just like what in the world is this brother talking about and then phil got up on the whiteboard with jamar and said let's name some guests we'd like to have so we filled the whiteboard with Mm. a whole bunch of guests prospective guests so it's like, oh, we could have H.B. Charles. And they were like, yeah, we could have. And I was like, oh, what about Brian Loritz? He was like, oh, he doesn't really rock with us because we have the reform. We have the reform label. Oh, we could have this. Yeah. I told y'all we'd be honest. So, oh, we had the this many person. We had that person. people don't rock with we us. We have Vody Bacham. We have this person. We have Piper. We'd have Tim Keller. We'd have, and oh, man, if we get Tim Keller, that's like a big. So we have filled it up. But what was missing, it was guests, but it wasn't necessarily commentary. Mm. It was like, we're going to be the interview show. We thought we were going to be an interview show, yeah. So we're going to be the interview show. So that leads us to episode zero. So that's the thing, right? Because like interview show is, you know, yes, you know, the great thing was you and Phil being the host of the show at the time, y'all were both in Jackson and all the equipment was set up at my house. So it's like, y'all come in, sit down, record. We've got some good quality, clean audio. We've got all of these different people, a lot of which are pastors. And this is like in like the pre blow up of podcast yeah, times. before virtual anything. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody had like microphones or set up. So we had to like, I remember doing tech support a lot of times with some of these guys the night before the, like the interview and everything to get them prepped and make sure that we had all the tech work. But this was the first time we'd ever tried anything like this. And it was a quick turnaround because we were responding to this. And it was the first time on a feed that didn't exist you know what I mean like literally it was kind of like a launch type situation so we had to try this out like we had to figure out all the tech stuff right to get everything ready and this is the great thing we just recently like uncovered this video of like just the tech test and there we got Baba we've got Phil in studio but Jamar is calling in because you're simulating what it'll be like to have somebody call in but see we were gonna have another guest and we needed somebody else to call in so who did we have on the podcast before the podcast was even the podcast? You know, Tyler Burns. Tyler Burns. Tyler. 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 This is Marlena. Yeah. I can't see my Hi. 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 Can't wait until you guys move to Jackson. Hey, Tyler. Tyler. Hey, man. Good job, yeah. son. Uh, hey, high five, bro. High five. I won't give you a high five to Jackson yet. It's a transition. It's all grace, man. It's all grace. That's what the gospel does, man. Yeah, so I was actually calling from 
the church at that time. And so I was doing that, and I was like, yeah, I'll call in. And then he has girlfriend with him? Who at the time was my girlfriend, mm-hmm. obviously not my wife. Um, she leaned in, and y'all were heavily, heavily recruiting me to Jackson. So I, when I was up there, I'd seen the, the campus, everything. It was just heavily, heavily, heavily recruiting me to RTS Jackson. And so we called in, and I did not remember. I wanted you in Jackson. He wanted you at RTS. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I did not remember. I did not remember mm. that I had been tech support. And basically kept the seat warm for like propaganda. Who was going to be on the episode? You know? <laughs> well, it was significant because we we've always gone back and said, well, when did Tyler become co-host? Yes. When did he get involved? And this just was like a god thing that he was actually there before there was a there there. Right in the primordial stages. And we got video of it. Wow. So Bo, Bo was able to pull up actual video footage of that. it. So that first episode was actually a panel conversation responding to some white Christian foolishness that was racist and against you know our, our culture and all that stuff so Should we play the 30 minute setup clip with like the record scratch and everything Pro- probably not, please no. just play at least a sound <laughs> don't like it's you really play a good. little bit of it it's but really not the good. whole thing oh, man. Right? so you have that and you have the first episode now the first episode is january 2014 now i think my first official episode on past the mic was august of 2014 because if I'm not mistaken, at that point, as a guest, yeah, as a guest. Now, if I'm not mistaken, at that point, we weren't doing weekly episodes. Like it was a little bit more, like a couple of times a month. Adam Thomason. We also have Tyler Burns. Tyler is currently serving as a youth pastor in Pensacola, Florida, uh, as well as a uh, television host and contributor for Rapzilla and Rand Network. Welcome, Tyler. Howdy. Thanks for having me. We also is that right? There was like a level, I don't think we were doing everything like weekly, weekly, weekly. Like I think there were gaps and breaks. But if I'm not mistaken, I feel like I was on like the sixth episode of Pass the Mic. But I think it was much more ensemble back then. You know, when you look back on it, it was much more like an ensemble of The Witness versus its own Ram. entity. Oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> An ensemble of Ram uh, versus its own uh-uh. entity. Put some respect on this name, man. That's that's part of our journey. No, okay? no, no, absolutely. I just I just literally made the mistake. Uh-huh. But an ensemble of, of Ram versus its own distinct entity. And so I remember I came on talking about social media with Phil and I referenced a, a Douglas Rushkoff book called Present Shock or something like that. I remember, I remember... Like people really have such short attention spans now because of social media. I mentioned in the video on Facebook that one of the things I see that harms us is we're so quick to try to get people because of what we see on our nightly news cycle. I got way better memories than I do. I remember like I was recording on just an old beat up laptop. I just didn't have any tech. It was just trashed. It was just awful. And so I was doing that and... Then in 2014, all hell breaks loose when Mike Brown is killed. There is growing outrage tonight after an unarmed African-American teenager was shot and killed by police in the St. Louis suburb of Ferguson, Missouri. But there are conflicting reports about what led up to the shooting. And that's when I think the podcast itself, it, it precipitated its biggest change. So one of the things I'm appreciative of with the podcast it was more than just hopping on a mic and recording it was the positionality of what we were doing so we had even though it was still sort of an ensemble of ran you had black christian voices speaking to major events of the day and actually helping shape the thinking of our listeners 
so that I mean, back in this time, I'm 2014. There were very, there was a handful of black Christians in these predominantly white reform circles that you always heard from. Rand's podcast, which eventually became Pass the Mic, came along. You got a younger generation, new voices. And one of the things we said around the title of it, Pass the Mic, was that we're not the voice, we're the microphone. Yes. Okay. That's a lot of the origin. St. Louis? Yes. Yeah. Canon event. So explain yes, canon just, events because yes. I think people need to hear what and know what canon events are. I don't assume everybody watches comics. Okay, all right. Well, so, it's so, also Bible. Yeah, well, <laughs> canonical. <laughs> they, might, they might take it a couple different ways for sure. sure exactly. No, okay. Across the Spider Verse, the recent uh, sequel to Into the Spider Verse, they introduced this concept of a canon event that's like, bec- like this is part of like the fabric of what makes up the history of a universe. Like, this is a moment that if you, you can't even go back in time and change it because it's so quintessential to kind of the origins or the history of Spider Man make Spider-Man who Spider-Man is, right? And so, like, you know, we've been kind of, as we were planning and prepping for this episode, thinking of what are the canon events of Past the Mic from that standpoint. Yeah. So, here's the thing. After Mike Brown protests Rise Up St. Louis, Mike Higgins gets arrested. You remember this? Yep. So, Mike Higgins gets arrested. Pastor in in St. Louis. Pastor in St. Louis, father of Michelle Higgins. They both get arrested. And I remember... There was kind of this very like interesting like how's the PCA going to deal with the fact that a PCA minister is getting arrested? Presbyterian Church in America. Yeah. And we were like, no, we have got to jump on this right now. I was like, we've got to get him on a mic immediately so that there is clear solidarity between Ran and the Higgins. That's good. We had him on, we had we had Michelle on, and I, I was w- on that episode too. Were you on that episode as well? Yeah, I was on an episode with Jamar Michelle I think I wasn't on the Mike Higgins episode. And today we are discussing the ongoing situation in Ferguson, Missouri. We have two guests today. Uh, one is Tyler Burns. He's been on the show before. We've also got Michelle Higgins. She's a first-time guest to the show, but we're excited to have Michelle because she is. Uh, she has been in Ferguson, Missouri. She's based in St. Louis. So generally, we've all heard the stories of calm in the daytime from the hours of five to six in the morning till about eight to nine o'clock at night um, and then tensions rising and mounting into basically standoffs yesterday was probably one of the more tense of the past few days and certainly then so we had her back on after another protest because her voice was shot because she had literally lost her voice but it really only took one or two people, and and I saw the young folks uh, and others who did it. It just took a small number of people to really mess it up. Uh, I want I want to be very clear that we did shut down Highway 44, and it was beautifully choreographed for the sake of disruption, as symbolic to the disruption that injustice represents. But it went down really fast. I was texting with you, Jamar, and it changed within seconds. And we had this kind of intentionality of making sure that we were showing solidarity. I think it's also important to say, like, right around that time, you're starting to see a change of the guard in who has the attention of the people. And I think this is important to point out because it ties into the history and the story of Pastor Mike, because we were not tenured in terms of having big platforms, Mm -hmm. books, 
We weren't denominational leaders. We were just these upstarts. We were just these, just these, you know, young dudes who, and, and ladies who felt like, oh, we have something to say. And we were representing what people were afraid to say or what people disagreed with and what they kind of shunned us for saying. And that's important to, to acknowledge because this this rise and how quickly it turns and changes won't make sense if you don't understand that there was a vying and a wrestling for the attention and the ears and the credibility of people hmm. and, something, and the audience that's listening. Something is happening on the national scene that hadn't happened in our lifetimes, which was really a next wave of the civil rights movement where when Pastor Higgins and Michelle got arrested, I mean, that had very clear reminiscences of the civil rights movement from the 50s and 60s. And then you see these marches and you hear this chant of Black Lives Matter. So it's actually very new. And, and we were there as a black Christian voice to help process and interpret things. And that was one of the big reasons why a lot of people started to tune into us. So right around this time, you have an interesting dynamic because the team is is not just all in agreement on everything that's happening. <laughs> so that gets into the processing, right? Because we're processing in real time, yeah. all of us, with various different perspectives on what's going on, different thoughts about how we approach this. And so we're modeling this for people, which also gives them like an exercise of doing it themselves. But with the reality, now I say we, obviously I'm behind the scenes. But, yeah, but like very much in the conversation, no, sure. but like this us. all part of like the zeitgeist that, that we're yeah. like that is generating like, OK, what is what is past the mic? What is ran? That gets into why one of the biggest changes in the in the organization's history ended up happening. So obviously everyone is talking about Mike Brown. We have this Black Lives Matter chant coalescing. We have nightly protests. We have riots. We have statements. We have. I mean, I was a youth pastor at the time and I was scheduled to preach the end of August or a couple of weeks after my breath. So I ended up preaching on, you know, some of this in my church, you know, which was really dangerous, you know, because people are like, ah, you don't talk about that here. You know, that type of stuff that we're all figuring this thing out in our local and national context. And I'm thinking about it, you know, at that time, I was still kind of side writing for Rapzilla and I'm, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm trying to figure it out. And uh, Thanksgiving, you know, you have Thanksgiving come and uh, I woke up the next day, Black Friday, to a call from Jamar Tisby. And it was weird because I was like, man, why is I literally said out loud, like, why is Jamar calling me? <laughs> so I was like, hey, bro, what's going on? At that time, I wasn't in the day to day of the of Rand. I was in the day to day of Rand. I was kind of in and out and I would come in and help. But I was tuned into everything that was going on, listening to the episodes. But I'll say this. The reform stuff, specifically the reform denominational stuff. So the PCA stuff did not captivate me at all. And I think it was because I was not familiar with it, right? So I didn't come up in that. So I was a, a Southern Black Pentecostal, like a second generation Black Pentecostal preacher. Like I didn't, it didn't resonate with me. But the current event stuff, I was always like, yes, like let's talk about this. And so Jamar said, hey, happy Thanksgiving. I'm sorry I'm calling you on the holiday, but do you have a moment to talk? I said, yeah. He said, can I send you an article? And I said, uh, yeah, sure. Like, fine. Like, So he sends me an article. He says, I want to get your thoughts. So he hangs up 
and I read the article from Vody Bauckham and I read the article about Mike Brown and I called him back. I said, Hey, I read the article. I don't think that's a good look. And I told him, I was like, dog, ah, we can't run that article because it was so, well, I remember I asked, can we edit the article? I mean, we're talking about familial connections on the team. Mm. It's just a very fraught yeah. reality. And I'm, and I'm saying familial connections on the team, not because I don't want to be honest, but the people involved aren't here to, to you know, give their side of the story. Right. So I'm just no, being, we gotta, I'm yeah, being we want to be respectful. So I'm, I'm being straight up respectful. Like they're, they're not here to give their side of the story. I'm just talking brass text from the article. I was like, can this be edited? And you were like, no, he's not trying to edit any of this thing. And I was like, bro, if he's, if this is straight up, no, there's no way you can. So, I mean, I said before y'all have good memories, way better than I do, but I remember this distinctly. We were upstairs getting lunch or dinner at the whole foods in Jackson. And I was with uh, my wife and son and we got this article and I'm thinking as an editor, because we want to publish this on uh, the RAM website and have something written to respond to the moment. And so I'm like, we got to figure this out immediately. And so I send it to y'all, try to get some input. And then I let my wife read it, who's very discerning and, and sharp. And she's like, oh, hecky no. <laughs> like, and like yeah. that was all I needed at the end of the day. But it was such a canon moment. It was a pivotal moment because had, can you imagine... And we were this close we, to publishing that. We, we know. I, I see. I know that sounds yeah. like that sounds very dramatic, but I, I, this, this is something I think that, that is kind of interesting to pull back the curtains and share with folks, like, especially over the history of ran past the mic. Cause I mean, like they're, they're inter, 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 intertwined. For By sure. the way, real quick, the article was saying that, um, Mike Brown live by the it. sword, die by the yeah, sword. Mike, Mike Brown deserved, Brown deserved he what thug. he got. Right. Yeah. And it was such an inflammatory article. People, either loved it or hated it and people read it who hated it and people read it who loved it and it actually crashed the gospel coalition's website yeah. that yeah. was the article and there are people who literally said as a result because the gospel coalition published that article black people i will never read from the gospel coalition ever right. never again submit an article all that no, I remember. So I was in the kitchen when I got when I got the call from you, and I remember I didn't even read the article. You just told me the title of it, and it, that I'll be honest, and that it was from Bodie, and I said no, absolutely not, no, don't do it. But this is what I wanted to pull the curtain back on because I think this is this is interesting, it's important, especially in those early days. It began a process, and I think that's the first time it was really like put into practice, and it's something that you replicated. Is that as kind of our leader, you you were very much pulling in all of us, getting kind of some different perspectives, wrestling through those so that any kind of, especially even like big moves, they were done with a lot of intentionality yeah. and a lot of like discussion behind the scenes and like nothing was ever done like brazenly or like, you know, without any, like without, you know, that kind of group coming together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's helpful. We're passing but the mic. There's just no there's just no way that would have ever touched such the website. Moment. Yeah. Such a pivotal moment. And if we had published that article, we would not be here today. No, absolutely we, not. We would have lost all credibility without probably the because we're so new. Yeah. We'd only had the the website for a year. Um and because we were so new, we hadn't we couldn't have made a mistake like that. Yeah. We would we didn't have enough in the trust bank account. Yeah. To make that big of a withdrawal, it would have bankrupted us. Mm. And it would have been completely contradictory to what we had been doing, which, as you said, was standing with the activists 
and standing with those who were standing on behalf of justice. Now, Jamar's said, Jamar's thought process, the only thing he did say is, I don't think I should run it, he said, but there's an idea of the debate existing on a black site versus right. the debate existing somewhere else. One of those in particular was from Pastor Vody Bauckham of Grace Family Bible Church in Texas, and he wrote a, a, an article on the Gospel Coalition called Thoughts on Ferguson that sparked a whole lot of debate. I heard it actually crashed their website from the amount of traffic, the volume there. Um, but we, we wanted to do a follow-up to that decision, but it's been a week and there has been a firestorm online on the blogosphere and social media about different responses. What we wanted to highlight this episode was the diversity of perspectives, even within the Reformed African American community, on the issues in Ferguson and ongoing racial tensions in our country, because I think what it revealed was there are different but ways there to wasn't respond, anything to debate. Assume. Yeah, there was there, no there was like you know, and I've mentioned this in a in a previous episode, like oh, sometimes underneath the surface you shouldn't dismiss this. No, the way this was written lacked compassion. It was written dismissively. Yeah. So I said, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, 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 no. Like this is a this is different. Like you're not coming at a dead body and, and a dead young man with compassion. Like you're just calling him a thug and labeling him by every stereotype that we're trying to avoid. So there wasn't really anything to debate. So let's take a time out. After that, we probably should, <laughs> and we'll be back on Passing Mike for the ten year retrospective of PTM. Coming up on part two of Not the Voice, the Microphone, the Pass the Mic story. You know, what Phil did in the beginning, the way he was able to network, make phone calls, connect with people, he Just moved brilliant. fast. Yeah. Just brilliant. He bro. recruited people to into a mission and a vision yeah. in a way that I never could. And there really wouldn't be any of this yeah. had he Seriously. not been there in those beginning Love phases. Phil. Just yes. the way he did it was so smooth. Bro, smooth with it. He still got and it. I'm- the groundwork was laid in this very specific canon event, people reaching out in regards to a Facebook post that was made by some apologetic dude named James White that we at best barely even knew. Yeah, so actually what happened was... Of. Knew of, I should say. Yeah. So, so it was late at night, my wife had already gone to bed, results are rolling in, and they finally call it for Trump. And I'm just devastated, right? And I'm thinking, one of the things I think of many thoughts is about going to church that Sunday knowing full well that there were some people in my congregation who just as I was lamenting and worried about what was coming next, they were celebrating. 